Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. All right, we continue the conversation on the talking point. So you heard a bit of the background there from the minister in terms of the work that his his department has been involved with. Where does their money go? And a great deal of that budget spent on research and development. The Grassroots Innovation Programme. Um, is one of the programs that has been pioneered by the department and it's implemented by the Technology Innovation Agency. Ifrahim Palafala is with the Grassroots Innovation Program. Ifrahim, good morning to you. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to the listeners of SAFM. Also part of this conversation is a CSIR innovator, Christina Mudau, senior software engineer. Christina, you don't look older than 12. How are you a senior software engineer? Good morning. Good morning, good morning to everyone who's listening. I think, let me start with you, um, Ifrahim, and yes. you can begin by just telling us about this grassroots program. What is the intention behind it? Yes, uh, Kathy. The Grassroots Innovation Program is one of the interventions of the Department of Science and Innovation that seeks to broaden the national system of innovation. So normally we used to have people doing masters, PhDs, as the only people who could come up with technological solutions. But we realized that uh, people in the community can identify challenges in their own communities and they can come up with technological solutions and we can support them through our a system of innovation so people are able to pitch their ideas to us and then we are able to support them with uh, technology stations that are based all over the country to come up with feasible technological solutions to solve the challenges in their own communities what are technological solutions give me an example of some of the things that the people who've approached you to say i've got a technological solution to this yes, problem in my yes, community yeah. what are some of those solutions so one of them was just presenting in here she's uh, an innovator who has just come up with a solution to solve governance in the tech industry she has partnered with the mother body of the tax industries. But uh, with that solution, it's just an app device where you download it. And then when there are issues in the taxes, you are able to report them to the mother body of the tax industry. You are able to uh, engage with the owner of the taxi. You are able to engage with the driver when things are not right. So it's called street governance. It governs the issues of our uh, tax industries. The other example I can give somebody in the grassroots innovation program he she, he or she is coming from northwest province they are having some serious challenges with uh, the cows on the road and everything and then he said i could come up with a spray that could, could assist the motorists and the farmers the owners of these cows mm. we spray these cows and whenever driver drivers drives at night they are able to just see that there is a cow on the road apparently like the problem in the spray. a reflector spray something as simple as that People from the informal settlements who are staying in the shakes are coming up with some good innovations to say sometimes we have a problem with a shake that is burning and once one shake is burning, it affects the other shakes. Mm. I could come up with an alarm so that when we have that problem, we could easily raise alarm amongst other, amongst other uh, dwellers around the community. So they come up with those kind of innovations, problems that are affecting them and their solutions, not very high tech, very simple solutions to respond to the problems that are affecting them. And I think that's probably part of, of the magic of what you are doing, right? Is that it's unlocking and uncovering um, the thinking of 
everyday people because yeah. we all look at problems and we think, well, why don't we just do this and, and we've got it answered. Now, it can be quite intimidating, right? Yes. If I'm Kathy and I'm thinking, okay, maybe if we spray all the cows yeah, yeah. so that we see them at night, but who's going to take me seriously, right? Who's going to think that that is an actual good idea? You see, the, like I'm saying with the grassroots innovation program, the intention was to just to lower the barrier of entry. So when the person writes a proposal to us to say this is the challenge, even the people looking at uh, the proposal look at it from that eye to say how, how, how big is the problem in that area? Mm -hmm. Is this really, really responding to that problem? And uh, would, is this feasible as a solution, especially to that problem? So we look at it with that eye to say, we understand that these people are not your PhDs, are not your masters, they may not be people with uh, degrees, but they are able to see a program and they are able to come up with a very, very practical solution to the problems that they are facing. Do you find that the language that you use to describe it can also be intimidating to people? Because you, you be. because you call it innovation, it and yet be. when you explain it, yes. it sounds like just simple solutions, but innovation is like, ooh, for the scientists. The language could be too big for somebody who is doing things similar, because when you say grassroots innovation program, it's intimidating. But once you explain it, it becomes better. We have come across this problem in the... In the KZN, we were mm -hmm. meeting with uh, the municipal manager wanting to roll out the grassroots innovation program in their area. It took us time for the municipal manager to really, really understand what this program is about. Mm. But once we started giving example, the municipal manager even shook his head to say, I've got a lot of youth coming to my offices with solutions for this, with solutions for this, with solutions yes. for this. Never in my life have I, uh, have I ever thought that government could uh, assist people to resolve these challenges or give people funding to do their innovations and address these challenges. So now it is clear. So you can imagine if a municipal manager struggle to grasp the concept of grassroots innovation program, what more a natural person sitting on the ground wanting to engage with the Department of Science and Innovation, with the Technology Innovation Agency. So yeah. your, your spot on the language could be a barrier. Uh, we'll work around it to make sure that uh, you know uh, everyone is able to associate that's, with it. That's fine, Ephraim. Mm. I must also disclose that I don't generally have a good relationship with municipal managers. So the less <laughs> I say about that, the better. Okay. We'll take. A, we're going to go to headlines, 11:30 news headlines, and then I want to hear from Christine. I want to hear her story. She's a senior software engineer. But like I said, she looks like she's fresh out of varsity. <laughs> All right, we'll speak to her after this. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Kathy Mosasana. We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're broadcasting live from the Iziko Museum in Cape Town today. We've been looking in particular at the budget vote presentation for the Department of Science and Innovation for the 2023-24 financial year. We've just, of course, heard about the Grassroots Innovation Program. Ifrahim uh, is with that particular initiative. He's told us how it works, and I think when you hear a simplified explanation, there's so many people, including on this very station, listeners 
of this very station who have different kinds of solutions to the problems we face. And uh, I'm going to give Ephraim a, a moment just in a bit to also tell us, you know, how people can get in touch with him if you have particular solutions to problems you have identified. Christina, you are described as a CSIR innovator. So you're one of the people coming up with answers generally, you know. Your, your mind always works over time to, to find solutions to problems. You're a senior software engineer. I said to you, you don't look like you are a day out of, you know, just <laughs> if it's a four-year degree, you finished it yesterday. Yeah. And, and today was your first day at work. <laughs> How are you a senior software engineer? Tell me a little bit more about your story. I'm good, thank you. Um, I'm M fresh from Mozambique. Oh really? I didn't get it wrong. I can tell. So, so but how? not that far <laughs> I just finished with my masters last year. Wow, so that's amazing. Congratulations. Yes, thank you so much. Mm. So, so tell me more about being a senior software engineer. What do you do? Um, a lot of things actually. Um, uh, currently, it's more on coding on coding systems uh, that can assist, especially when you're working at the CSRR. We normally come up with innovation that actually assists the South Africa to to mitigate any problems or issues that we have, since it's a institute a research institute that's funded by the government. So, so then. What what ideas have you come up with? Tell me about your innovations so far, because they they describe you as a CSIR innovator. So tell me, what did you do to deserve that title? <laughs> Nothing much, but currently we actually developed a system which is called um, the OCT latent fingerprint system. So OCT basically means optical coherence tomography, which is a system that actually captures images using light. So it captures images using light and it represents them in 3D. So it can actually go a bit deeper onto whatever that you imagine. It can be your fingerprint, which means we can actually see your inner fingerprint as well. So that's the, the system that we're actually using at the moment, we actually developed at the moment. However, on our case, as I mentioned, the latent fingerprint, which is the fingerprint that you actually see at crime scenes. So we're actually assisting the SAPS in a sense that our system focuses on capturing latent fingerprints um, from different materials it could be your plastic it could be your glass it could be your stainless steel your mm -hmm. knife your door door knobs as well and the good thing is that with the system is that you can actually capture multiple times so you don't have to actually um, get in contact with the fingerprint that's left because now as you know fingerprints that are left at crime scenes they're very vital so mm. they use them to actually capture those uh, criminals or suspect that actually committed the crime so it's very vital that we keep that fingerprint intact so with our system you are actually able to do that because it doesn't come uh, in contact with the machine that we have so the only thing that we actually need is just the UV light that they use to actually locate the fingerprint and we just go there and capture the fingerprint sounds like NCIS Magnum PI kind of stuff you know um, when you then have to develop a system that is also user friendly how do you what is what is the thinking process that, that that you put into it because i can see now just from what you're saying 
that you have to imagine what it is that officers would be going through on, on a crime scene. Exactly. So in our case, we come up with use cases, if I can mention, sort of like issues that we kind of notice within the South Africa. So we come up with use cases, and based on those use cases, we actually then develop uh, a specific uh, system that can actually tailor for that um, use case. So in the case of the forensic, we realize that um, at first, um, the conventional method that they actually use would be the one where they use the the dust, where they dust, where the fingerprint is, and then normally use a tape. And in as much as, as time goes by, there's a lot of technologies that have all, all also been developed um, through to actually assist with capturing the latent fingerprints. But however, most of those um, most of those uh, systems, they're actually destructive, which means they actually um, cause destruction to the fingerprint where it's not, um, they can't do further investigating investigation in case where there's like sweat that's still there. Forensic can actually still um, take those sweats and, and use uh, for DNA investigation. That's how our system actually assists. And it assists to actually loosen their work in a sense that they, they're not going to have to go all through those steps where they dust, they do the tape, and they take an image. For us, it's just a matter of locating where the fingerprint is, and then we capture. What advice do you have for somebody who's listening to you right now and says, I, I want to do that someday. I, I feel like I've, I've, I've heard somebody who sounds and is doing something that I want to do. What I'll advise is hard work. Hard work mm -hmm. it pays off, to be honest. Hard work pays off. You need to be dedicated in what you want. If you are focused in what you want and following that, you will definitely do get it. If you had to go to school overnight <laughs> and then you study, <laughs> then do that. Mm -hmm. It's possible because mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes we limit ourselves because we're not mm -hmm. sure how much capable we are. Mm -hmm. So we kind of limit ourselves like, I can't do this. But if you focus and you actually know what you want, know what you envisioned, you can actually get through and get where you want to be. So what did you do your master's in? I um, actually did my master's in the same system that I'm talking about, wow. the OCT system. Mm. I was actually focusing on the image processing part. So in as much as we do get those images that we captured, they still need to be processed to make them clear and enhance to make sure that they are able to be used by the SAPS to match with their database of the fingerprints that they have. <laughs> Thoroughly impressed. I mean, isn't she impressive? Very Christina, impressive. you are so <laughs> impressive. They should give you, a, you know, they wrote it in small here, CSIR Innovator. You should have a big sign <laughs> that you walk around with 24-7 that says CSIR Innovator. In yes. fact, they should make you t-shirts with that in the back and the front. Such a pleasure talking to you and congratulations you. just on, on the contributions that you have brought to the CSIR. So ideas matter yes. and yes. bringing those ideas to life most importantly matters. Yes. If I'm how do people get in touch with you? So the grassroots innovation program is implemented through one of our agency, the Technology Innovation Agency. So those people who want to apply can go to www.tia.org.za. The, the call is open for the whole year. We've been opening it in uh, clusters, but we have realized that we just need to have it open the whole year so that we can deal with the applications as and when they come. How do you deal with matters of intellectual property that people's ideas are not stolen? It's part of the package. So when we say we are supporting the grassroots innovation program, part of the package is uh, protecting the intellectual pro uh, property from the owners. And uh, we also provide statements to the applicants. We have realized that when a person is in the innovation space, if he still has to go and look for a job, 
if he still has to go and look for money to go to the technology station, they end up forgetting the innovation and focusing on something that could bring income onto them. So we are, we are, we are providing stipends, and then part of the support package is uh, R&D, uh, prototype development, and uh, intellectual property protection. Oh, fantastic. Thank you guys both for coming onto the show this morning, Ephraim and Christina. We'll take a quick break. We'll hear from, from a few more voices out here at Izigo before we wrap the show up today.